Welcome to Jimmy Knows. Drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jim Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. Hey, this is David Yaz from the Boston Podcast Network. Alongside me, as usual, attorney Jim Glazer. Welcome back to Jimmy Knows, and welcome back the car guy, Brandon Wright, who's here to give us expertise about all things automotive. If you have questions about the car, don't call, because this is a podcast. We don't do that. Wouldn't that be cool if we could the phone lines light up? I mean, the, uh, yeah. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy knows phone lines are always lighting up, of course. But so, so we're actually talking. That's a good point, Dave. We're actually talking at the office um, of implementing the term "text Jimmy." We're working on that oh. as, as we speak um, yeah. to see if we can just get people to text us rather than call us. Because I know a lot of people, like you just said, they just want to kind of launch off. It's just they just text off their phone. So I think that's a great idea. That, I, that's going to be coming. You know, we we'll hope that will be coming out in the next quarter or two. So that's something we are actively working on at, at the law office right now to make it easier for all of you guys to get any legal need addressed. Some people would rather text. On my outgoing voicemail message, it says the quickest way to get in touch with me is to text me, which means don't leave a voicemail. No one listens to voicemail anymore. Anyway, but Brandon, welcome back to the show. Oh, and I should turn your mic on. That would be good. Brandon, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so we've been talking about... A little uh, technical difficulty in the studio. It's called bad producing. That's yeah. what that is. So my, I'm not perfect, people. We've been talking a lot about cars, favorite cars, and all that. And uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about pet peeves in driving. Because if, you, if you're raised in New England, true or false, Jimmy? You're raised in New England. You're, you, learn to, you learn to drive a certain way. You have to learn to drive drive a certain way you definitely got to learn to drive a certain way who taught you how to drive it was definitely my parents i think it was more i think it was more my mother at the time i probably me, taught me too. i probably taught myself to tell you the truth but i just remember i, I remember i got she i think she took me to the parking lot the first time i think it was a shaw's parking lot in sharon yeah i, I might in fact yeah. i think i learned that yeah. same exact parking lot that's and, funny i know yeah. it was we just drove around and she finally she looked at me she goes you ready? I go, sure. <laughs> and I just I went in the street and I just, yeah, I just, I drove home. And that was kind of similar to my son, Andrew. That's yeah. how kind of he learned. We just got him going to the parking lot and he went and it was the exact opposite, but that's another story. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was more of a struggle to get her, to teach her how to drive. My mom taught me how to drive and I remember her famous line was, okay, now go slow, David. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Oh, now, now hurry. Now go because you got to make this light. Go, 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 go. So that was her I, 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 will, I will say so. one thing, though. We talk about Boston driving and I'm sure Brandon's going to add a lot to that because I'm kind of, I don't have that many pet peeves. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an attorney. So like basically I'm pretty conservative and right. I just kind of stay in my lane. And you know, people, Literally. my wife goes crazy, but if people are going slow in front of me, I'll just, I'll just let it kind of play out. I mean, you you're know, a I, kind soul. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't, I don't try to get too much road rage. I'm, I try, I try to, you know, because I, I, we've seen it all with the accidents and things like that. But I will say, I actually, my wife and I were in Paris in January. I've mm-hmm. seen nothing like that in my life about how they drive. Oh, really? It's not. It's it's. They're even worse than we are. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. insane. They have they have rotaries. One of the rotaries that we saw, you can't even get insurance. They they yeah. they, they exclude the insurance from that rotary. It's it's okay. like an, it's like eight eight lanes merging into it. So it's, you're just on your insane. own. On your own. 
Wow. Where, where was this in London? It was in Paris. Oh, Paris. I wonder if that's what's the the Griswolds movie when they go. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's the Rotary from the movie. You're yeah. About, yeah. yeah probably, I bet you it is. It, it, oh, that, it, it yeah, they might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. get left. I can't get yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was that, they, they were in a douche yeah. or something. Yeah. They were in something. No, that like that was in London though, because he kept saying, "Look, kids, Big Bed Parliament, Big Ben Parliament." Every time there was some type of Rotary. It must have been similar. Hold on, quick Griswolds. We got to talk about the family trackster. That thing was legendary. You're taking the get, whole, you're taking the whole gang cross country. This is the car for you. Was that on Edna? That, that, on Edna, yeah. sure. Yeah. That was, was just like that a green wagon with like yeah. wood trim on the side or something. Yeah. And the salesman when he was buying it, oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, he, he, Rusty's like, hey, Dad, this is the car we'll get where we're supposed to get. Right? Yeah. You know who the salesman was? Yeah, it was he was what's his name? He, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Eugene? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, and then Christy Brinkley <laughs> in the Ferrari or yeah, something when yeah, he was going right. down some exactly. back road. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. P Green Wagon Queen family <laughs> truckster. Yeah, but yeah, so let's get to Brandon. So we were just talking before we started recording about we both mutually hate driving into Boston because why why mess with that mess? But what is some what are some of the things that annoy you on the road? I'll be honest with you. Pretty much everything annoys me on the road. I'm, I'm probably the last person you want to have this conversation with. Well, the first, depending uh, on how you look yeah, at yeah, it. But I yeah. guess it depends on what side you want to be on. Yeah. But yeah, everything pretty much annoys me. Uh, people that drive slow annoy me. Now I don't really drive fast. I haven't gotten a ticket in over 20 years, so I, I can't say that I. If you that do, I, if you do the call. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy knows tickets too. I did get one. I did get one not that long ago, but I did, I got out of it. Okay. So that's the same as not getting it, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, and I guess the main major pet peeve is is people that ride in the in the high speed lane that just they're just not driving at a rate of speed they should be. I mean, yeah. People need to remember that that left lane is is definitely not for traveling. That def, that left lane is for is for people. It's a passing lane. It's for me actually. That's that lane is for me to travel in and, uh, and nobody else. You know, it but, says it's clearly labeled Brandon's uh, Lane. Yeah, it's I right there. So, you know? uh, so, but you're right. And, and sometimes that that's when I mean you're always going to hit traffic in New England sooner or later. You will. But my I'm annoyed when you're on a highway and it's not like rush hour and it's not bumper to bumper traffic, but there's volume there. And you can't get to a speed of more than like 60 miles an hour. And the reason is just because some idiot is in the left lane thinking, well, this is fast enough, right? 62 and a half miles an hour or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand how people don't get the memo on that, right? Yeah, it's crazy how like people just don't have any like spatial awareness yeah. of what's going on around them, and you know. And I, I always do the same thing too. I'll be back like three or four cars behind somebody in the high speed lane that's going slow, and like in my mind, I'm saying to myself, "Oh, let me get up there, mm. you know, in, right, my, right, in right. my Ram." <laughs> and and yeah, we'll we'll make sure this guy gets over. And I'm actually thinking I'm doing everybody else a favor that's behind me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be the one that gets up there and gets this guy out of the way." And, and I usually am, to be honest with you, once I get up. I mean, sometimes it can get pretty annoying though when you're driving like in even in town and someone is. Going going so slow and it just and it's the worst yeah yeah i mean i think i think sometimes people just they get in their own worlds and they just kind of they they just they zone out yeah they just zone out and consider of of their surroundings and you know when you're in the car they say it's depersonalized right you just see the car sometimes you don't see the the people behind it so it allows you to be kind of insensitive so i have a moment where i'll tell a very quick story about a run-in with the law that i should have called you jimmy this happened years ago but I was driving my two sons and Griffin's friend, Eric Jansky, Eric, right? We were on our way back from the Baseball Hall of Fame. We, we went for the weekend there, right? So we're driving through this tiny little town in, in New York, in upstate New York, and the posted speed was probably like 
12 miles an hour or something. <laughs> <It was> t- <laughs> t- t- no, I mean, it was probably 20. Oh, don't, Dave, this isn't like my cousin Vinny's story, is it? No, it could have uh, been. Yeah, no, yeah, oh, that's Just, just making sure they didn't throw good, away the key. Good they didn't lock in a cell. Good instinct. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been that. But, you know, I was probably doing 45 and a 25 or something. But so I get pulled over by the 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 fi- New York's finest. But when I say New York, I mean Cherry Valley, New York, which population probably like 801 or something. like. And so... He does give me a ticket. He doesn't take mercy on me, even though I've got the three kids in the car. I'm clearly not like this lunatic, I hope. And then, to be honest with you, I kind of forgot about the ticket. <laughs> and then it, and, and, nothing, and nothing came in the mail, really. And a year went by, and I said, oh, my God, I never paid that ticket. I, you know what? I'll, I'll forget about it. Long story short, about a, even a year after that, so pretty much two years had passed since I got that ticket. I got something in the mail that said, your Massachusetts license is suspended due to an unpaid ticket out of town. There's nothing you can do in the Mass RMV to fix this. You need to fix it in New York. Yeah. And so I ended up having to try to do this in in New York, which, which the, the, the Cherry Valley New York court meets like once a week of Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. or something. It was it took me forever. So just pay your tickets, people. Don't yeah, be an idiot yeah, like I mean, me. We actually got a call. Once you get into the DMV, it, it, it's, it's, it's an issue. I mean, you do need, you, you actually need legal representation. Because yeah, you're at their mercy. You're at their mercy. Yeah. And a lot of times they just, you're going to have to get the thing, the, the thing appealed and we're going to have to go with you to a, to a, to a hearing. But it, it's, it's tough. We, we actually had someone in a similar situation this week from a Florida incident and she just got a suspended license notification, and it's just anytime we have the DMV issues, it's 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 definitely an issue. And um, fortunate to have people in our group that can handle it, though. Okay, so very good. So next time I'll call you. Just to, one of my pet peeves is some people literally forget to put on their headlights at night. You ever seen this? So and people hate if if you're a passenger with me, you probably hate it. I feel it's my duty to go to try to get them to turn their lights on. So I'm like behind, flashing the lights. But they don't get it. They, they, it's like, why is that person high beaming me? Do they think I'm going too slow or something? Will you do something, Brandon, if you see that? <laughs> you know, generally these days, a lot of the newer cars come with like uh, daytime running lights uh, or what have you. But I don't generally see somebody with their with their headlights off. And my luck is, if I did flash somebody, yeah, they would probably think that something was going on. I'd probably get pulled over or something. So I, I just <laughs> right. try to keep to myself. Big muscular there. ram yeah. flashing. But, yeah, but Brandon's a great client. I've tr- I, I've taught him well. Just <laughs> yeah, clearly, like, a very subdued. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I think hanging out with me the last eight years, I've got him to calm down. You've a definitely bit. calmed me down. Yeah. Watch him. Yeah, is that agree. why? But you talk about the daytime running lights i'm wondering if if sometimes at night i see people and from behind it looks like their lights are off but in front there is like a little bit of a glow like if they're on a little bit yeah most but, cars have a, a daytime running light it's, it's just like a, it's a, a parking light or a driving light right some vehicles call and uh it's yeah it's not technically having your headlights on and even when the daytime running lights are on Sometimes it can just be the front. Sometimes your taillights aren't on. So it might look like from the back someone doesn't. But uh, all, all cars are different, so I yeah. guess you just never know. Well, you got to turn all your lights on. I mean, uh, to me, it's just as dangerous to not have lights in the back because if I'm awesome. coming up behind you at a high rate of speed, I, I might not even see you. So get out of the way, people. Oh, Jimmy, I, I <laughs> promised I wouldn't go all road rage. We're going to calm him down, folks, before <laughs> he leaves today. Don't yeah, worry about it. rub off on one, <laughs> Yeah, <Jimmy>. exactly. <laughs> so... Brandon, let me ask you one more question. This, this is kind of interesting to me because sometimes I, the comedian Adam Carolla has a podcast. It's legendary. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records, but he's a big gearhead and he talks about cars all the time. And he talks about how if you're going to buy a car now, like he loves the collectible high-end cars and all that. But he says now is the best, present day is the best time to buy a car generally because, as he says, there really aren't any bad cars. Like there are cheap cars. 
but even the cheap cars run like a hundred times better than they used to in like in the seventies or eighties. Is that true? Or? Yeah, the car business is, uh, or the car industry and the the companies have have come really really far these days. Even your your lower end vehicles uh, are. Are not lower end anymore. You can get Corollas are now into the thirty thousand dollar range. So yeah. even like your lower end commuter cars are are expensive. But yeah, the quality is 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 really good. They do a good job, and we don't really see any rough cars anymore. It's awesome. The cars that come in, they usually generally clean, and everything runs pretty good. And they definitely do a pretty good job. All the car companies put out a really good product. I guess is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. I'm actually amazed. I say to Brandon and Ben all the time. I mean, you could actually. We live in such a throwaway society. Everyone's trading their cars and everyone's leasing cars every three years or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, if you have someone like Brandon, I mean, that car can run for a long, long right. time. You know, we yeah. talk. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, it used to be you hit 100,000 miles, and it was like, I used to think, well, that's about time to get a new car, but but now it's, it's like... It's just warming up. For, yeah. If you, have yeah. The right, if you have the right guy, they can make sure you know, they maintain it, you change the oil, and if there's a problem, you just get it fixed. So I need to ask you this as, as an attorney, Jim. Have you thought about this idea of self-driving cars? Because apparently there's, they're not commonplace now, obviously, but we have the technology for them. I don't know when it's going to happen, if, if for real or not. But let's get at Elon Musk on the show next. Uh, uh, actually, well, I, it's actually, I read something that Bill Gates talked about it. I mean, it's coming. He thinks it's it could be a decade away before it's somewhat perfected and, and somewhat in full use. And he feels like the first thing that's going to you know come is going to be the truck drivers, you know, mm-hmm. just trucking. Oh, right. And then, which is controversial because the poor truckers are saying, "Well, yeah, what are we going to do?" Right. right. Then he thinks the delivery, the delivery piece of it, and the Ubers are probably going to go next, and he thinks residential will be last. Because well, I mean, I read a statistic one time, and Bill Clinton said it: the the average American car is like eight years old. Mm. You know, so even if we adopt it at a certain point, I don't see full self. You know, we have a high to really make self driving cars work. You're going to have to have almost, I would think, the roadways. My opinion, the yep. roadways are going to have to all be self driving at that point, so all the cars can relate and talk to each other. And I mean, there's going to be huge liability issues. Like, mm. so let's say that an autonomous car gets in an accident. Right. Who's technically at fault? I right. mean, right now it's driver risk, and we have insurance on that. So you're going to be suing Apple. I mean, it just changes right. people who design the cars, yeah, who program yeah. the cars. I mean, you yeah. know, so it's going to litigation strategies are probably being. We we think about it all the time. I mean, mm. right now we, we it's not something we have to deal with, but at some point we're going to be dealing with it. But it changes you defend it. It changes instead of just being, let's say, you get in an accident and we we end up suing the driver and they're technically their insurance company. Here you might be suing the insurance company. You're going to be suing the driver. You might be suing Apple. You might be suing Google. I mean, who knows where this all is going to go? I mean, there's going to be a lot of legislation that's going to have to come about to make this all work correctly. Well, of course, we don't wish it upon anyone. But if you're suing somebody, you could do worse than be suing Apple or Google. That, that well, <laughs> that would, I mean, that, you, know, from, you know, from an attorney's perspective, I right. mean, you always want to have a deep-pocketed defendant to be able to protect your client. But, I mean, I, I want to ask Brandon this. I mean, with, with self-driving cars, I mean, my, my thinking is, what do you do in Boston in the winter? Can they really identify the ice and the sleet? I mean, we, we, you know, that to me mm-hmm. just doesn't seem like it's, it's going to be sensor-based. Yeah, I'm going to say probably not. I know that right now that some of the Teslas, the newer Teslas that are coming out, do have a self-driving mode where they can navigate where they need to get to. I think they use something with the the lines in the street, but I guess I don't know so, so much about that space. I'm not really an electric car kind of guy, so I don't know a ton about that. But I do know that it is out there. I do know that like there was a video that came out last year of a couple guys driving into Boston taking a nap riding in the front of a Tesla. Mm. So their vehicle definitely had that option, which you can get. But as a car guy, do, do you... Look forward to that day, or do you? Are you like, we don't need this? I'm so anti electric cars, just because I'm like a true car guy at heart. And it's funny, my son's ten; he's a riot, and he, he says to me, "So, like, well, Dad, you never bring home an electric car. You guys have tons of cars." 
and I, I said, I don't know, dude. I'm just not really like an electric car kind of guy. <laughs> so one day I thought I'd help him out, and I, I, I grabbed a new uh, model, uh, model S Tesla, and, and took it home. Uh, and he was excited to to go for a ride, and we went on and got a pizza in it or whatever. But I guess you know, at the end of the day, not really my style. Not like what I like to do. I like to sit in something, hear the motor, enjoy it for what it is. But nothing against a Tesla. It was a fun car to drive. Fast too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm amazed at how fast those cars really yeah. are. I, I was out in Nashville meeting with my marketing company, and actually the owner of the firm actually drives a Tesla. And we, he was giving us a ride, and we, we got in the highway, and he put it into what they call, I think it's ludicrous mode. Ludicrous mode. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and it's like he had to say, you, you, the vehicle says. You may die by entering, yeah. you know, by by putting into ludicrous <laughs> mode because the car, the car is the, the car goes so fast. I wow. mean, who would think an electric car could be that fast? Yeah, but yeah. The, like the new lighting. model plaid, well, the new Tesla model plaid, or whatever is uh, is like the fastest production vehicle uh, right now. I'm probably even take out a Bugatti. They're very, very fast. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, autonomous cars in the future, and yeah, I guess AI in general. Well, we hope there are fewer accidents. On the other hand. If there are accidents, there is someone you can call, and that's Jimmy. So that's the takeaway for today, right, Jim? That's it. Um, that's <laughs> it. If you get in an accident, call me, 1-800-868-1000, jimmyknows.com. Call us anytime. You need us to come to you. We're coming. Excellent. And thanks again, Brandon, for joining us on the show. We'll be back next week with more stuff, and we thank you for listening to Jimmy Knows. Remember to follow the podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your shows. We'll see you next time.